Welcome, welcome, welcome once more to my podcast, Be Effective. I want to welcome you once again to another episode, and I just want to thank you once again for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I know you are busy, you have so many things to do, so I really appreciate it that you take some time to listen to the podcast. Uh, This week we'll be continuing in a new teaching, but we are still on the same topic, but we have a new installment this week. We're continuing on the topic of um, defending the faith, and this week we'll be looking at the topic, let me remind you. So I hope for you get your Bibles, uh, get a, a notebook and a pen. Let's get into the world. As we look at this topic, let me remind you. God bless you as we get into the world. Welcome once more to this podcast. I thank you for tuning in once more. I hope you have your Bibles and your pen and your notebook. Let's get straight into the world. If you have your Bibles, we're in the same epistle of June. But today we're reading from verse 5 to 7. Once again, I'll be reading from two different versions of the Bible. The first will be the New American Standard. And then I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Let's go into the New American Standard and see how the New American Standard put this text. It said, Now I desire to remind you, though you know all these things once for all, that the Lord, after saving the people out of the land of Egypt, subsequently destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their own domains, but abandoned their proper adored, he has kept in eternal bonds under darkness for the judgment of that great day. Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the city around them, since they in the same way as these indulge in gross immortality, and went after strange flesh, and, exhibit, and are an exhibit as an example in ongoing punishment of eternal fire. Praise God. That is the New American Standard. And sometimes you might be wondering why is it that I use two versions. It's just a preference for studying purpose. I, I normally read from the New American Standard. It's one of the best word-for-word translation you can find out there. But one of the things is, if you're not really trained in interpretation and so forth, it's not easy reading in English language. So it can be a little bit tricky. So I like to read a kind of more modern translation to kind of make it, make it a little more simpler. So that's why I use also the New Living Translation. Or sometimes I will go to the Message Bible. But for today, we're using the New Living Translation. So let's see how the New Living Translation put the same text. It says, from verse 5, reading again to 7, it says, So I want to remind you, though you already know these things, that Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt, but later he destroyed those who did not remain faithful. And I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of authority. God gave them, but left the space where they belonged. God has kept them securely chained in prison of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. And don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and the neighboring tongues, which were, were filled with immorality. And where every and where every kind of sexual perversion were allowed, those cities were destroyed by fire and served as a warning 
of eternal fire of God's judgment. Thank, praise the Lord for that, in the reading of his word. As I said today, the, the, the topic that I will be sharing on today is let me remind you. And if you're following the, the, following the text, I read three verses. And all these three verses begin with the same phrase that I want to use. Let me remind you. Verse 5 said, I want to remind you. I'm, I'm just looking at the, um, in the New Living Translation, said, I want to remind you. And in the, the New American Standard, said, I desire to remind you. So I just want to talk to you a little bit when they say, let me remind you and let me refresh your thinking. Um, verse 6 also said, and I want to remind you again. And verse 7 begins by saying, don't forget, which is just another way of saying, I want you to remember also. So we see, as we open, this phrase is very important. The beginning of each of these verse, the author begins with this phrase, something that I want to remind you of something. I want to remind you of something. If you've been following up what we've been teaching so far, we're talking on the overall topic or the series of defending the faith, the necessity of defending the faith or defending the faith from the book of Jude, the epistle of Jude. And we went through some points in the first, the first episode, I talked about the necessity of defending the faith and the, some of the danger that the faith has been, um, been facing. And also then in my second episode, I also talk a little bit about... Um, what when I say when he's talking about the faith, what do I mean? And I cover some of the fundamental and elementary things. And that series was that teacher was bro- broken up into two um, episodes. The first one I cover some of the first eleven or twelve fundamentals, and then I close off the last. I'm sorry, the last four or five fundamentals. And within those teaching, I, I kind of explain to you guys the the necessity of why it's important for us to defend or to speak up for the faith. And then I I kind of clarify what is this we what is it we're talking about. When I say the faith, the fundamental teaching of the faith, and today I want to I want to come to this topic, and I want to, as we follow the the, the thoughts of the, the the author, I want to I want to uh, be true to that and teach similar to that, and say so in following this thought, the next phrase of teaching teaching he come into he begin to say I want to remind you, let me remind you. Now one of the first things that we, you will you will have to understand, you only will say to someone let me remind you or I want to remind you implies that you have to you understand that that person must have a knowledge of what you're about to say to them. So today, as I said, let me remind you, I am assuming most of you, if not all of you, have some kind of understanding of what I will be saying or to these teachings. Um, you know, all of us as believers, we need to be reminded of basic truth, no matter how simple it may seem. From time to time, we must refresh our memories and get reacquainted with certain things because we, we at, t- at times... We tend to forget and we tend to become lackadaisical. So Jordan is writing to the church. He said, listen, I'm writing to you in, in my primary process, writing you to, be, to defend the faith. And, let, and I told you about dangerous people that are coming into the church. But let me, let me remind you of what. What is it that he's reminding them of? And he used three critical examples here. He's, and, and he said, I want to remind you of the consequences Watch this. Of those who fall the way or were not faithful. Or let me put it this way. I want to remind you of three things. Of those who backslide. There's a common language you could understand. And what happened, the consequences for them backsliding from the faith. I want to remind you. I'll give an example. Of those who was true to the faith. 
and they left God's plan. What happened? And I want to remind I want to remind you of a culture that ignored God, was not godly, and the consequences they face. So all three of these reminding statements is very important. So our time is very limited, so let me get into the first point today. All right, because we, we see here we have a a what was I say the conflict here that he's saying I want to remind you of things that you know about. These are things you ought to know about. So firstly, let's get into the word quickly here and let's look at let's look at verse five again. And he said again, I'm, and I'm going to read a lot from the New um, Living Translation. Yeah, I might refer a little bit to the um, New American Standard, but I'm just going to read for simplicity and make it clarity from the New Living Translation a little bit more. He said, so I want to remind you of what you said, though you already know these things. In verse 5, you kind of make it clear. So listen, I'm about to tell you some things, but I know you know them already. And I'm saying the same thing to you this morning. I'm about to share some things with you from the Word of God, but I, I know you know these things already, right? He said, and, and here's what he said that you know, that Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt. Wow. And, he, and he's going back to the roots. And we know the story well of the children of Israel. Egypt. Israel, sorry. How they were in bondage for, for many years. And God raised up a, a deliverer and a prophet by the name of Moses. And he, God used him to brought deliverance. And he, bring the, and he brought the people out of, of Egypt with a mighty hand and his great power. And he delivered them. And as he delivered them, he was bringing them into the promised land that is flowing with milk and honey. But we know the story all well. All the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for approximately 40 years. And in fact, for all of those who left Egypt, only Joshua and Caleb make it to the promised land. And the, the whole generation died. And what is the reason what happened here? They were saved by the mighty hand of God. God chose them as his people, his special people. But many of them face some serious consequences. And, and the author saying, listen, you, are, you as the church, the people of God, God has called you out from the house of bondage, which Egypt represents the house of bondage, into his marvelous kingdom. God has saved you. He has delivered you by the power and of Jesus' sacrifice. He has broken the chain of bondage. He has set you free and I free and bring us into his kingdom to the glory of God. And just as the children of Israel were delivered from the house of bondage and the next stage they were in the wilderness, which was the, the transition period into their promise, some of them became unfaithful. Watch what the scripture said. They but were later destroyed but later destroy those who did not remain faithful. They did not remain faithful to the message or to the promise or to the gospel of the word of God. And they faced a serious consequences. They were destroyed. Friends, he was bringing back to their memories this church, this original order. So listen, I want you to defend this faith. Stand up for our faith. 
Because if you don't, and you become unfaithful to the gospel, unfaithful to God, unfaithful to the message of Jesus Christ, I want you to remember, let me remind you of our forefathers. Let me remind you of the nation of Israel who faced a serious consequences for not being faithful to the God who delivered them. So this morning, let me remind you of Israel. Israel were God's chosen people, just as you and I, we are chosen by God. God chose us and he saved us and he called us to be his children. The Bible said in, in the book of the gospel of John, to as many as believed to them, he gave the power to become sons of God. God has called us from the, the darkness into his marvelous, his kingdom of his marvelous light. And we have and entrusted us with a message. The children of Israel were to be an example to the other nations. But they, as they begin to transition to the promise, they became faithless. How can I tell some of us, some of us, we are in a transition. As we come out from the house of bondage and we are in the transition into the promise of God. And in this journey, sometimes the tests in the wilderness can challenge us, can pull us. Sometimes our job and our career and all these different things in pursue and going after what our dreams and the promise of God and the promised land. We sometimes can get caught up in other unnecessary things and lose faith or become faithless or unfaithful to the promise or to the word of God. And that is our wilderness period sometime. And we will face consequences if we don't catch ourselves. So this day I want to remind you, the children of Israel are on the way to the promised land. And I know you and I, we want to get our promise. But how do we get our promise as believers? The scripture said, but seek ye first, what? The kingdom of God and its righteousness and all the things, the promise, the other things that you need, that your heavenly father know that you, you have need of those things, will be added on to you. But we have to come back to God first. Seek you first the kingdom of God. Do kingdom business. Let the gospel take precedence in your life. Let the message of Jesus Christ take precedence in your life. So Jude was saying to them, listen, our faith is in danger. It's challenged. What we believe is being challenged by the secular world, by the government and by the power that be. And I want to say to you, defend it. Don't become unfaithful. Least we become like our forefather and God get destroyed in the wilderness. My friends, my brothers and my sister, don't be destroyed in the in the wilderness. Don't be get destroyed after you you've done the you God has brought you out of sin, out of the house of bondage, and you're on the way to the promised land. Don't get destroyed in the wilderness. Remain faithful. Remain faithful. The second reminder, the things I want to remind you of or bring to your remembrance, and is what Jude brought to the remembrance of the church. He said, "I." I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them, but left the place where they belonged, caught as kept securely chained in prison of darkness, but awaiting the great 
judgment day. Now this is this is very deep. And this particular text, it's it's a, oh, it's a powerful text because there's a lot of theological theologian discussion among this text and debates. But I'm not gonna get done that. I'm just gonna give a simple application. He said, listen, not only want you remind you of the nation of Israel who wasn't faithful to God and God judged them, but I want to take it to another level. I want to show you to the to show you of the angel, angelic beings that was not faithful to God, was not faithful to the plan of God, was not faithful to what the, the intention that God created them for, but they left or the this did or they did not stay within the limits of the authority, which authority that was that was given to them by God. In other words, they didn't stay where they belong. And they are now in chains awaiting judgment. He said, let me remind you of this. How does that, this apply to us? If God did not spare the angels who, who were created perfect, but when they decide to come out of the, the, the limits of the authority, God dealt with them and he was, he's kind of putting the fear of God in these people and say, listen, God did not spare the angels. So those of you who are not defending the gospel, who want to stay on the side, there are consequences as what happened to Israel become faithful. But a little thing to those of a little warning to those of you who are leading misleading people, those of you who are a false teacher, if God did not spare the angels, but they are waiting judgment, you definitely know. All the false teachers out there. God is going to deal with them. That's why I oftentimes say sometimes when we see people doing all kind of crazy stuff, if you don't understand it, leave it alone. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as I get down in the text because I don't want to jump ahead myself because Jude discussed all of these things. But we not to get caught up and say this is a fake and this is a who's fake. And who. We need to remain faithful to the gospel of Jesus Christ, to the fundamentals, and live our Christian life and have a, a, be acquainted with the word of God. And if we have that, we will get a sense of direction. And leave those who want to do bad things, those who want to mislead people, God is going to deal with them as he dealt with these angels. So Jude was saying to that, both to the church and to the false teacher, remember the angels. Let me remind you of this angel. We know this, this teaching well in our, our, our teaching. That two-thirds of the angel rebelled with the Lucifer and God cast them out of heaven. Jesus said, I saw Lucifer, I saw Satan fall like lightning from the sky. God will hold them accountable. And he will hold us also accountable if we don't stay within the limits of our authority. If we don't stay within the limits that God has given to us, play our role, do our part in the kingdom. You might never be a great, a big preacher. preacher. You might never lead a big church or a big ministry, but stay within the limits of what God gives to you. Remain faithful with that, and God is going to bless you. God will bless you. Oh, brothers, times are just going so fastly. And let me just come down to verse 7. So you remind the people of the, the, the church that he was speaking to in general of the, um, the nation of Israel. You remind them of the angelic being that did not stay within the first authority and the judgment that God placed in them. And then you say, listen now, I show you what our God will do with his, deal with his chosen people or the believers, the Christian. 
I show you how God will deal with the angelic beings and all those demons around the place that causing havoc on people's life and doing all these things and messing with people. Um, I wish I could get down into that some more, but God is going to deal with them accordingly. Their God is going to judge every demonic forces that is causing disturbance in your home, in your life, in your finance, in your problem. God is going to deal with, deal with them. They are, they are waiting their judgment. It's just a matter of time. But not only that, he said, I want to show you of an immoral nation that did not know God, my God, that did not fear God, but did, did not spare them from the judgment. He said, don't forget, verse 7, don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah. And not only that, and the neighboring towns. You see, Sodom and Gomorrah had some cities around them. I think the king, king the, the, the new American um, American standard put it say, just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the city about them. Talk, talking about there were cities or towns around Sodom and Gomorrah that were greatly influenced by the, the immoral lifestyle that was been going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, just as those cities were destroyed by fire and served as what? As a warning of eternal fire of God judgment. So let me remind you of this. Of Sodom and Gomorrah. We all know the story well. God said to Lot that of the Lot, this righteous man was tormented day and night in this city. And God said to Lot, get out of Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom. And, and he left and you know the story well. His wife looked back, she became a pillar of salt. But the God destroyed this city. Even as Abraham interceded for them, God went on to say, find ten righteous. I was spirit, but there was not ten to be found. Oh, my friends, we know today we are living in a, in a society, in a world that is so perverted. Immorality has become the new norm. It seems that we have no fear for God. It seems that, and I'm, and I'm just talking about here, I'm based in New York, but I'm talking not just here. I'm talking throughout the world, the major city in the Caribbean and the, the, where my native country, Guyana and all the rest of places. There seems to be no fear of God. And God said to us as believers, don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and the eternal fire of God's judgment. Let it serve as a warning. Believers, if we care about people, that's why we that's why we need to understand. That's why during Jude was emphasizing the necessity and the series I'm talking about the necessity of defending this gospel. Paul Peter said in, in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 13 and 51 of those verses, always be ready to give a defense or reasons for the hope that you have in Jesus. And he said, do it with respect and with gentleness, but be ready. And so Jude is saying to the church, listen, I want you to remember that God is going to deal with a secular society. But while we have breath in our life, we must serve as a witness, as a light, as we stand up and speak for this gospel and defend what the gospel of Jesus Christ is and the message of Jesus Christ. We will be able to 
penetrate these dark areas and save people from the eternal fire that is coming. Do not be deceived, friends. Sin has to be judged. And the only way people can escape this judgment that is coming for sin is they have to be under the blood of Jesus. Meaning they have to accept that Jesus is the Son of God, that he was born of a virgin, that he lived a sinless life, that he died for the sin and praise the Lord, that he was resurrected on the third day and he's alive forevermore. In other words, you have to believe in Jesus. The scripture said there's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved but at the name of Jesus. So Jude said, look at Sodom and Gomorrah. And I tell you what to say, remember Sodom. Remember Sodom and Gomorrah and not just the, the city that was around them because of the immoral lifestyle and the pervert, sexual perversion. God dealt with them. But there is hope. There is hope. You and I who have this gospel message, we have the answer to rescue and to save people. Paul said all of us have been given the ministry of reconciliation whereby we reconcile men to God. And with the power of the Holy Spirit, you can be effective by going into the highways and the byways on your job, on your, in your school, in your neighborhood, within your family, and be an effective light for Jesus. Let me conclude today. Just remind you, as Jude said, let me remind you. And I know you know these things. Of the nation of Israel, who can represent the children of God, the Christians, believers. And if you look careful to remain faithful, there will be consequences. God will deal with us. We will be judged. The scriptures say, judgment begins in the house of God. And he also went on to angelic beings and supernatural beings, spiritual beings, who left the forest domain and have the and have their hands heavy with Lucifer as their leader in the destruction of mankind and doing all these things. And there are principalities and demonic force that, are, as I said, I wish I could have had some time to go into some of the teaching here, and probably sometimes, I will, sometime in the future I will. But if you study the structure and the demonic structure that the enemy has had over people's life and their stronghold and this principality and the spiritual weakness in high places, just influencing people to do all these bad, terrible things, God says they will be judged also. So we, we got to remember that they will be judged and that should give us hope. Not everything that the devil tried to do against the people of God and to the, the church and these demonic forces that we're going up against, God will deal with them. And we also have to remember, don't forget Saddam. We think about our loved ones, the people that we know, the people that we're rubbing shoulder with every day at work. These are good people. I have a good heart. But they just get caught up in a society and a, a system sometimes that cause them not to be with God. People that we see every day and we talk to every day, we have to find come to a point in our lives that we will begin to share Jesus with them. I'm not telling you to go into your job and be yelling, Jesus save, Jesus save. But just the way you talk with them, you interact with people. Let people see the love of Jesus in you. Preach the gospel unashamedly. Defend this faith. And I can assure you that God is going to do something in your life. And you will be effective.
Praise the Lord. Friends, I want to thank you once more for listening. If you have listened to the word and you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to say a quick prayer with you. So, Lord Jesus, I've heard your word. I've heard of the coming judgment. And I want to accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you were born of a virgin, that you live a sinless life, and you died in Calvary for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart, take my hands, and lead me to your Father's kingdom. Praise the Lord. Friends, if you say that simple prayer, I believe that you are a Christian today. Find a good Bible-believing church. If you are within the Brooklyn, East Flatbush, Canar, Sea area, or Bedside area, anywhere close around East Flatbush, my community, I invite you to come to my local church. Uh, message me and I can give you the information to how to get there. Uh, if, you are, if not, you can find a good Bible-believing church within your community. And you can get there, get to know Jesus, and grow in your faith. Once again, I want to thank you all for listening to this podcast. I pray that the Lord will continue to bless you and enlarge your territory. I pray that you support this podcast. Um, subscribe, whether you be on Spotify and YouTube, wherever you're hearing this. Please do subscribe so that you can re- receive notification when I release new content of teaching. Also, I pray that you will spread this word among your friends. And what's been taught here today, you take it and go be effective with it. And right, I make an impact into your communities. Once again, this is Be Effective. I'm your host, Joel Scott. You have a wonderful evening. God bless you.